Well, well, it's, uh, it's excellent to be together. Uh, you stand between me and Sing Too. So there's a bit of a, a, uh, a theme emerging. I, I had no idea. We've been tracking this film for some time and we get to watch it later on. So Derek's, uh, Derek's excited my boys about Sing Too already. So I will keep to time so we can uh, do that. But friends, we're, um, we're back in a series where we... Um, we have been already um, last year, we're looking at the book of Acts again in a series called To the Ends of the Earth where uh, we kind of picked this up soon after lockdown where we wanted to kind of really um, encourage ourselves again and explore uh, what it is God is saying to the early church. Uh, the early church in its, its really kind of embryonic stages as it's working out this commission that God has given them uh, and us and uh, how does that look? Um, and uh, we've called it to the end of the earth because in Acts 1 verse 8, um, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And uh, that includes us here in Peterborough, doesn't it? Wonderfully, we are included within that collection of, of, uh, of nations and of places and uh, I genuinely believe that there is no accident, that we are here for such a time as this. If you're part of this church family, you're commissioned and uh, sovereignly here for such a time as this to see his name made famous in this wonderful city that we live. But we are uh, the evidence of this commission, but we're also enlisted within this commission. And we're part of something much bigger. And it's wonderful as a church family that we're in this process of, of getting ready to launch into another nation, into Holland. What a wonderful uh, thing that we get to do. So it's really timely that we're in this book of Acts together. Uh, lots for us to, to learn and to, uh, to work out together how we, how we do this commission, how we live out this life that Jesus has called us to. It's a, a lot that we're, we're going to get confronted with uh, through this book. But um, I just love the way in which Jesus interacts with his church. The way in which Jesus is, is active uh, with his church. The way in which he is working out his mission through us. Uh, an imperfect people and yet he has chosen us to be his witnesses. His hands and feet uh, in this place and in the nations. What a wonderful, wonderful joy we have. In that. And also, just right at the start of this series, of kind of reintroducing this series, it was just um, something I, th I shared a few weeks ago, but I just want to share again. I think it's, it's in line with what we've been uh, talking about this morning at the first service and now. Uh, I really believe that the, the, the book of Acts really shows us the Spirit's leading, equipping, empowering of the early church. And uh, we, we, we kicked off this morning talking about the intimacy of God. What a wonderful what a wonderful thing to, to speak of. We've talked about 24-7 being that as well, that we're going to be seeking after his intimacy. When, uh, when the risen Lord Jesus, the physical resurrected body, Lord Jesus, spoke to his disciples before he ascended to heaven, he, he promised them this level of connection. He said, I'll, I'll be with you until the end of the age. Friends, I just think there's something quite special about that interaction that that Jesus is encouraging people who have walked, talked, eaten, slept in the same room as the physical Jesus would say, uh, uh, don't worry, there's going to be a level of connection. There's going to be something that's coming that is going to help you 
in this mission that I've called you to, to the ends of the earth. And uh, of course, he was talking about his spirit that was going to be poured out and that we are recipients of. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful truth that we have. So exciting series, I hope. You up for Acts? You up for the book of Acts? Wonderful. Nodding heads will go with that. So we can take much, much encouragement. So uh, this morning we're going to pick up the uh, story in Acts chapter 5. And just to give me a little break, Paul is going to read that for us. So we're Acts chapter 5, starting at verse 12. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns round Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up on all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. And said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the, the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now, when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council and all the senate of the people of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison, so they returned and reported. We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. Well, so we uh, picked up quite a dramatic story, lots of stuff going on here. And uh, I wanted to talk to us from these verses on uh, what a church that reaches the ends of the earth looks like. And I want to suggest to us that that kind of church will be a church that experiences wonderful, wonderful moments of breakthrough, wonderful moments of growth and momentum but will also experience moments of setback, challenges, and persecution. I think that is what we read in this verses, these verses. I think that's also what we read in the context of the, the whole book of Acts and, and indeed the Bible, where we see huge, huge highs, wonderful highs, real growth and momentum in this church family, isn't there? I mean, that's just, we, we can pick some of the things out, regular signs and wonders. Regular signs and wonders, being done all the time. I think at one point it says, all the people who came were healed. Something so intrinsically linked with New Testament life that we read that, that healings of even, even shadows falling on people when people are healed. It's incredible. It's incredible what we read in the uh, life of the early church, that, that Jesus' kingship and authority over sickness and death is, is demonstrated wonderfully. That's ours too. 
That's ours too, that we can expect those things amongst us. Multitudes of people turning to follow Jesus. At one point in Acts, Luke refers to numbers of people. Then he kind of gets to this point where he just says, well, there's multitudes. There was too many to count. There was just people everywhere that were coming to follow Jesus. That was the the kind of flow of momentum of what was happening in this church family. There was significant togetherness. We've just done a series on that. We know that it's not something that just happens by accident. And so it's worth noting that the Spirit is helping this church family to be together. They were all together. Incredible. Significant togetherness. Extraordinary generosity that we read about in the chapter, earlier in the chapter. It's incredible stuff that is happening. Their impact is being felt beyond where they are. People are flocking to them. Friends, I would suggest that there is significant momentum significant growth and surely this is the kind of church that is going to reach the ends of the earth don't you think surely this is the kind of church that Jesus has chosen by his sovereign will to reach the ends of the earth friends I I would even suggest if it continued on this trajectory it would be sewn up by Christmas it would all be done wouldn't it and yet we read that this church faced significant persecution significant challenge significant setback And friends, I don't want to kind of be the the, the bubble-bursting moment. I just think that actually the Bible is so honest about these things for us that we need to uh, take note that in the same way as God is working so vividly within the church family in those moments, God is also working in individuals and church families in the moments of setback and challenge. The Bible is really honest about these things. We see that not just one or two of the apostles are in prison, but all of them. They are uh, men who are obedient to, to, seeing what God is, to doing what God has called them to do, and yet in, even in their, uh, their moment of obedience, even in following what God has asked of them, they, they are locked up. And we see this other times in Acts as well, where we're kind of given a bit more detail. We, we don't get given a great deal of detail as to what happens in that prison cell, what the kind of conversation was like, but I think we can imagine Maybe there were those amongst them who stood up with real faith. Now God has called us to this and we're going we're to keep on seeking after this. There's going to be something around the corner because God has chosen us to be his witnesses. It's us he spoke this over, that we're going to see change and breakthrough. Or maybe there were one or two that were saying, I don't, have we done something wrong? Are we outside of God's will? We, you know, what's going on here? We don't, we don't see the, the, the conversations that are happening. But friends, I, I do think that we see enough for us to learn about what it means to to be those who experience setbacks and challenges and also seeking after God's breakthrough in those things. The key leaders in the church, and uh, they have enjoyed, well, not enjoyed, but we've read that that the, uh, the people around them have seen what they've been doing. They are held within high regard. And now, very suddenly, they are in a public prison. Imagine the shame of that, the way in which it happened so quickly as well. You know, they're doing all this wonderful, powerful stuff that can only be imagined, and now they are completely helpless in a prison cell, in a public prison cell. Imagine the shame of that. The, uh, I would suggest that shame is one of the biggest weapons of the enemy that can imprison us and hold us back. It can restrict us from the things that he has called us to. Even when they're released, they continue to face opposition. 
So friends, just very briefly, I wanted just to say that we learn as much in this moment of imprisonment as we do in the moments of highs. We learn as much in the lows as we do in the highs. We see suffering was not something that has caused uh, the apostles to run from God, but to run to him. It's not a sign that they're outside of the will of God. Maybe you're struggling with something at the moment. It's not, not, it's not a sign that the apostles were outside of the will of God. They're not asking those kind of questions, but they're seeking to be obedient to what he has called them to. I think it's been really helpful. Joe's word was, it was excellent earlier, talking about the fact, well, maybe I've just been in the wrong shoes. Maybe I've not been where God wants me to be or wearing the right boots that God wants me to do, the things that he has called me to. And I think this is a really helpful thing for us to explore. As I was thinking about uh, this morning, reading these verses, I thought, what a timely passage for us to read, that we have all been on a bit of a journey where there's been things that we've uh, maybe been serving in or things that we've been doing that suddenly have all just disappeared. There's been a, a way of doing church life that we've enjoyed and, and felt really comfortable in and suddenly that's gone and now we're trying to emerge from this thing thinking, what do we do? We have all experienced challenges, setbacks. Within our church, that would be the case now, wouldn't it? Where we're emerging from, from significant restrictions and still recognising some of those restrictions and how we kind of come out of this. What is it that God's doing amongst us? Maybe you're, you're thinking, oh, I just preferred it when we were able to do this or that, or preferred that environment there and, and rather than this. Well, all of those things are valid, but it doesn't mean that God is not working in the midst of them. Maybe there are personal uh, setbacks and challenges. Maybe there are family situations, challenges with work, or uh, maybe it's about finding your place Maybe you're feeling discouraged or, or far from God. Maybe it's a health challenge. All of these things, all of these things can serve to be a challenge, a setback. And yet I read these verses and consistently through the Bible we see that, that God is as active in these moments as in the verses that we read so uh, at the beginning. We are seeking God for a breakthrough in those areas. We touched last week on the idea of facing persecution. You know, no Christian ever has ever said, have they, uh, well, I was saved in 1992 and basically it's all been plain sailing since then. Have they? No, Jesus was really clear with his disciples. He said, I'm going to send you out as sheep, uh, lambs, lambs amongst wolves, sheep amongst wolves. They are like the most vulnerable looking animals in the world, aren't they? We were at Sackwell Farm this week. They're just white and bushy and they can't do anything to defend themselves. Jesus didn't say, friends, I'm going to send you out as lions amongst gazelles. I didn't say I'm going to send you out and you're just going to see victory after victory after victory. He said there's an opposition. There's an opposition. You need to be aware of that. You need to know that. So friends, I just wanted to kind of uh, just very quickly from even this, this short passage that we've just read show us that the New Testament church is a church that is not devoid of challenge but neither is it devoid of breakthrough neither is it devoid of breakthrough and we've got to be alive to both and so this week of 24-7 prayer we're going to really give ourselves to seeking breakthrough in a number of areas we're going to be a church that has faith in a God who sends an angel in the middle of the night when everything else seems hopeless 
when everything else seems like it's gone, when there's no other option, we believe in a God who comes in the middle of the night and breaks in. The supernatural work of God. We have faith in that kind of God, don't we? A God that will bring breakthrough. But as we process the ups and downs of life and these different situations, these don't just drive us to hidden worship, but these verses encourage us that there should be an outward response to that. There's an outward response to what we see God doing amongst us, what we experience his breakthroughs in our life. And verse 20 really just uh, highlighted this for me. The way in which the angel instructs the apostles as they are released from prison, he encourages them to uh, speak the words of this life. The words of this life. I think it's a really simple instruction. Go back to where you've been before. No change of tact, no kind of clever rethinking of mission. Just go, go back there and talk about the words of this life. Now, friends, that's a really simple uh, statement to make, but it's just really stuck with me this last couple of weeks. Of course, the angel is talking about the gospel, the good news that was found in Jesus, the fact that, that we were dead in our sins and yet him, he, he has stepped in and won a victory over sin and death, that we are no longer helpless in that, but we can come to a holy father through what Jesus has achieved. That's the gospel. That's the good news that we have. That's what the angel is saying. Go and talk about that. Go and talk about that. But the way in which his phrase has just really stuck with me. Go and talk about the words of this life. Go and talk about what God is doing in your life. Go and talk about the breakthroughs that he has won in your life. Go and talk about the way in which he's teaching you certain things in your life. Go and talk about the disappointments that you've faced and how God is with you in them. I want to talk about this life. I have a number of different stories that I've just been encouraged by in recent weeks around this community. Stories of words of this life. Where people have just talked very casually about the fact that God has stepped in when things seemed hopeless. About how God has working his way through different situations. I had a moment this week with a, a friend of mine in Life Group. I was just talking very, uh, very openly about something I was struggling a little bit and um, he just talked about his own experience in that and how God had brought breakthrough. Wonderful, thank you. About how God had brought breakthrough. He spoke words of life in that situation. Friends, absolutely, this is about an outward focus. Absolutely, the angel is saying, talk these things to people who don't know Jesus. But I want to say to us, if I can, that I think there is an opportunity for us to encourage one another and to allow this to be a really normal thing amongst us, to speak the words of this life, to speak about what God is breaking through in, in our lives and allow us to make that normal, that when we speak to our friends and neighbours, that becomes normal too. So I want to finish here really because I can't speak anymore. But um, I genuinely believe that there is much for us to take from even these short passages about being a people that are expectant to see God break through. I really want to encourage you. Maybe there's some areas that have been dormant in your life. Maybe there's some areas that you've been struggling with recently. Maybe when Joe talked about wearing slippers, you thought, yeah, that's me. Actually, I've just put a lot of things on hold. Maybe I've just been playing it too safe. 
I would suggest that this morning is a perfect opportunity for us to respond and to ask God for his breakthrough in those situations. I was, uh, maybe the band can just come up actually and we will sing to finish, but I was uh, thinking as I prepared about the interaction between Jesus and his disciples in John 6 where Jesus talks to a wider group and says some difficult things and as a result they, a number of people leave. And Jesus says to his followers in uh, verse 66, are you going to go as well? Have you had enough as well? Are you going to get up and go like everybody else has done? And Peter stands up amongst the crowd as often is the way and says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life and we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Friends, I want to say, if we're waiting for a breakthrough, it's found in Jesus. Hope is found in him. He has the words of eternal life. It's in his victory that we stand secure, eternally. There's a fresh opportunity for us this morning to trust in him in areas that seem locked down, in areas where we feel imprisoned, in areas where we feel hopeless and helpless. Hope again for the promises that he has spoken over us. And friends, we can rejoice that he is the way to eternal life, that when we were most helpless, when we were most lost, when we were most stuck in sin, he has broken in in the most wonderful way and set us free. Maybe we can just stand and I'll pray for us before we seem to finish. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that we have in you. We thank you that we lack nothing because of what you have done for us. We thank you that we can know this real sense of intimacy that we've been talking about this morning, this real sense of, of togetherness with you in all things. And Father, we want to pray that you would help us this morning as we finish our time together. Father, would you help us to bring to you afresh the things that maybe have lied dormant, maybe the things that we've been wearing inappropriately, maybe the things that we have allowed to uh, fester, maybe some things that we uh, are stuck in. Father, we want to pray that we would bring them to you afresh this morning and ask for your breakthrough. Ask that you would meet us this morning in these areas. Ask that you bring lasting change in these areas. We ask these things in the confidence that you have the words of eternal life. There's nowhere else we can turn, Lord Jesus. We pray in your precious name.